like hand dryers. I don't know what's wrong with paper towels. Why are they that bad for the environment? Like, are we just going to kill penguins if we use paper? Like, how bad could it be? Anybody know? No, nobody knows. It's fine. I don't like. I like paper towels. I'm a very wasteful person. Paper plates all day long. If if I could use a utensil and throw it out immediately after, that's how I'd live my life. I am the main reason that we are gonna global warm in like the next however fucking long. Cause you know what my issue is? My issue, and I know this sounds terrible, but if it doesn't affect me directly right now, I can't give a shit. I really can't. And I know we're all supposed to pretend like we give a shit, but I feel like that's how 98% of people think. But most people are just like, no, you have to, you have to reuse, you have to recycle. But in their heads, they don't give a fuck. Like, it, like if you found out tomorrow that you had to live under a bridge, but poverty would end, I don't think most of you would do it. I really don't. <laughs> Honestly, would anybody here live under the bridge for the rest of their life to end all problems in the world? What kind of bridge? Um, <laughs> you from Chicago? No. Where are you from? Uh, Long Island. Long Island? Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> so. You know where all the homeless people live under the bridge in Long Island? Uh, like an overpass bridge, we're talking. Yeah? yeah? No, that's, that's not good. You, you wouldn't do it, right? I guess not that bridge. Well, that's the, that's the bridge I'm talking about. That's what, whatever you're picturing in your head right now, that's where I want you to live. And it's going to be very uncomfortable. Cold winters, hot summers, and wait, I'm going to add something to it. You, for the rest of your life, you also can't wear a shirt which almost makes it so you could never get a job or walk into a convenience store. No shirt, no shoes, no service. You're out, man. You, so for your whole life, you have to be under a bridge, no shirt. Um, you could have a jacket and stuff, but you could never zip it. You just have to, everybody has to know you're totally nude on the top half underneath just so you stay there under that bridge and you don't know foolery. You can't. Poverty. So who else is with me under this bridge? Nobody. You're alone. I'm alone under the bridge. Well, then that seems like it could be nice. Really? Well, I could, you know, I could probably make it look nice. You could make it look nice. I could make it my own space. You probably could make it your own space. Okay. <laughs> Let's add another element to this. <laughs> Anybody chime in? What was that? People make pilgrimages to him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, they would. But here's the thing: they can make pilgrimages to him, pilgrimages to him, but they can't give him anything. <laughs> Everybody in the world can go visit you, but they can't give you shit. What do you think about that? I mean, you're, you're basically, you're, you're better than Jesus a little bit. Jesus sounds like he had a pretty all right life for a while. And then he got to die, which kind of ended the suffering. You don't get to die. You have to live a full life under the bridge. 83, you have to live till 83. Cool with that? Rent-free? <laughs> yeah, it's a bridge. It's a, it sounds really nice, actually. Okay, yeah, sure. And you, you could bring, all right, I'm, I'm gonna get off this topic. Cause I could, see, I could have done that for like an hour, but I won't. Yeah, you could live under the bridge, rent-free. Um, okay, I'm gonna talk about something that annoys me. Does anybody, so I can't stand commercials. I don't know if anybody else hates commercials. Just the whole thought of it, like they're trying to sell me something, I don't like it. And what I really don't like is, you ever see like a commercial that has like a really nice message? 
and you're like not sure if it's even like a commercial yet or like it may be a PSA or like something meaningful or a short film or a movie and you're watching this shit and it's okay so for example have you ever seen the one where like this guy he like goes around town and he's just like helping everybody he has like a really shitty day but then he goes and like helps everybody he sees and like his life keeps getting worse but he just keeps on giving and like you feel really bad for this guy at the end of it and then it's like Chase Bank. <laughs> you know what I? Uh, I thought that <laughs> okay, whatever it is, it, whatever it is, it's just it's just like a big fuck you. I hate you, Chase Bank, because what what is that company doing that's so great that they get to pull on my emotions like that? You know what I mean? Like even the dog commercials. You know the Sarah McLaughlin dog commercials? I don't like those. I, th I don't think anybody does, and I get the point of them. But here's what I always think when I watch those commercials. They're standing with these dogs, filming them. Why is nobody helping the dogs? Also the poor little African kids. Why are they standing there as they're like starving with flies on their face? They're like getting like 15 different angles for an hour in the amount of time they could have just helped this kid and given him a fucking sandwich or something. I just think it's such bullshit. Give me something else, let's, let's keep it fresh. Don't be shy, guys. And if you don't want to talk back to me, I'll find somebody else to talk to. Don't worry about it. You can just shout the idea out if you're shy. Anything, anything in the world. Anything. So this podcast is called Comedy Jism. How I came up with that is I love comedy and I love jism. No, I don't. But my favorite word is jism. I have fa a favorite word. I'm a grown man with a favorite word. Uh, let me give you a few other of my favorite words. So jism's number one. Um, I also like beverage, butter, cocoa, and uh, lava. Those are five of my favorite words. Does anybody else have a favorite word in here, or is it just me? What about magma? Magma? I mean, you, there's no rules. You could have any favorite word you wanted. It could be accountant for all I care. Something boring. But magma is great. Why do you like magma? I don't know if I like that word. I just thought maybe you'd like it. <laughs> oh, magma? Huge fan of magma. Um, no, I really enjoy that word, actually. I like words that just sound fun, just magma. Wasn't that from, a, that was an Austin Powers favorite word. That was an Austin Powers, magma. Um, no, but jism is the name of the podcast. It's my favorite word. And what I like about it, this is totally wasn't planned. I don't plan anything in my life. But jism is so jazz which is a very improvis improvisational art form actually is derived from the word jizz does anybody know this so i said at the beginning i don't know anything about anything 100 percent fact jazz for real comes from the word jizz and i'm going to tell you why J so jazz when it started i don't know when it started who knows 1912 okay sounds right in 1912 jazz was becoming a thing. But jazz was played by primarily black artists, black musicians, and they would primarily play in whorehouses. Totally true. And the reason they call it, they got jizz to jazz, is because in these whorehouses, there was just jizz all over the place. And they were like, hey, this stuff is just all over the place. We're reaching for notes all over the place. Jazz, we're gonna call it jazz, because jizz is a little harsh on the ear. We're going to rename it Jazz. So 50% of that's true. I watched the Ken Burns documentary, but I was stoned. So 
I'm sure you can figure out where I dropped off and the information <laughs> fell off. Uh, but that's true, Ken Burns told me that. Ken Burns doesn't lie, guys. Um, I don't even know who Ken Burns is. I just saw his documentary. Who's Ken Burns? Somebody tell me, please. He's got a new documentary coming out tomorrow. He's just a documentary guy? He's a documentary guy. What's his documentary tomorrow? The Vietnam War. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to watch it. I could, I could watch the History Channel for nine hours and learn as much as I need to about that. Uh, so, I, so I watched it, and I was smoking a lot of weed. Did anybody else in here smoke weed? You're not on camera, don't worry about it. It's facing me. Anybody else in here smoke weed? You could just clap if you do. No, you're all liars. You're, everybody in the fucking world smokes weed, or has. Um, but so what's interesting to me about marijuana now is, so forever in my whole life, marijuana just came in a clear plastic bag, right? It was like a mystery drug. It could, be, it could do anything to you, right? Who knows? Now I get it in containers where it actually says what it does, and it'll say things like indica or sativa. You guys familiar with these words? You guys are such liars. <laughs> I know, because the cameras. You, okay, so in, they're different types of weed, okay? And what I've been learning is what they do to you, because like, now when I smoke like a blunt with my friends, and like we don't talk for three hours, I could be like, okay, it's indica. I don't want to smoke that shit. Okay, so you do know what it is. Or if like you smoke a sativa at like a strange hour, like late at night, you might be like, I haven't deep cleaned my teeth in a while. Let me get on that. I'm gonna go floss for 45 minutes. And I do, I, so sometimes if I do get into the plastic bag, that's how I tell. If I'm like, if I find myself flossing, like talking to myself in the mirror, like Brad, you gotta get on your floss. When's the last time you went to the dentist? Like reevaluating my life? Straight sativa. Keeps me up all fucking night. Um, all right, let, let's talk about something else because I don't want to keep rambling. I want to make this interactive, so you guys give me something else. Anything. So we know your favorite words. What yeah. are the words that you hate the most? Words that I hate? Anything that sounds very businessy or doesn't have a real meaning behind it, like a bullshit word, like a buzzword, like um, dashboards. <laughs> or... Um, or there you go, that's a great one. I, you know why I hate it? Because it has no meaning. That's what the business world is built on. It's people who have to, they always have to reach a new point. Like, you can't be a business and we're like, wow, we made $1.5 billion this year. Let's keep it running steady. You can't do that. You have to always like, keep these stockholders happy, so you always have to up it. How do you do that? You have to do what the other people are doing. And you don't know what the other people are doing, so you just have to make things up. Well, we're putting, pol we're putting policies and procedures in place to make sure that we always optimize. And if you want to check it, we have dashboards. Doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but the stockholders get so fucking happy. You know what I mean? That's, wh that's why I hate those words. I hate any word like that. So what about words like, uh, like moist? Moist? Some people hate that word and they hate hearing it. So they the two words that I know people hate are moist and cunt. I use moist to describe cake all the time. I think a moist cake is a perfect cake. Well, who wants dry cake? Or, or like a coffee cake. I want a moist coffee cake or banana bread. Banana bread's probably my favorite with like, if you put like chocolate chips in it, that would be my, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm telling you. But, but moist, and I also think, and a lot of people think this, a lot of comics actually, but cunt might be one of my favorite words. And I, I, I never understand, does anybody in here hate that word? Nobody? Good, because I'm gonna say it. Um, 
cunt, I think, is just such an effective word. It's like harsh enough sounding, and it's so to the point. Like, you're being a real cunt. You know exactly what you're being if I say that. Whereas if I was like, you, dude, you're being kind of an asshole, that's a little vague. That's why I like that word. So no, <laughs> those words I like. Anything else? We can talk about anything. Any, 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 the hot topics, guys. Let's talk about the hot topics. So stupid. That's another, yeah. That's another example of companies having to constantly improve on that shit. That's so much worse. What, first of all, why do I want it to recognize my face? What if I'm in a terrible accident and I have to call 911, but my iPhone is like, sorry, dude, you can't access me because you've, you have a broken nose and you're missing three teeth because you just got mugged but now you can't get help or cancel your credit cards. I think it's really dumb. I am not for it. I don't like, I think they should have stopped the iPhone. They need to stop with the iPhone. Just, we have enough technology in it. Why, why first, why does it need to be so big? You can get a tablet, any, my pocket, look at my pocket. Do you see the outline? The phone isn't even in here. This is how people's pants look now. This is how your pants are gonna look now because of this fucking phone and also, I think people need to chill out on the phones. Like, it's enough. I'm guilty of this, too. But get off your fucking phone, people. I, my biggest pet peeve is when I see a father with his kids, and he's on his phone. Talk to your fucking kids. You know, that's, that's why we're going to have a generation of, like, serial killers in, like, 2030. Because their dads never talked to them, and they were raised by Snapchat. So all their news is real quick. And then, with my favorite part, you ever watch Snapchat news? Anybody? Just me? <laughs> okay. Don't watch Snapchat news because it's like, North Korea launched another missile today. And then it goes into an ad. It's like, if you want to meet a significant other, check out Tinder, back to North Korea. It's, it's got to be one of the worst things ever. Um, I'm going to bring out our special guest because I saw him walk in. Uh, Kelvin, is that you? Yeah. Sweet. We got Kelvin Evans, everybody. Uh, come on up. What's up, man? Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, man. Good to see you. You too. So it is a live taping. Camera one, camera two, right. camera three. If I say look at camera one, you look at that one. I won't say that because it's really not that we official. We don't like reporting. Like the, we could do reporting. Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Do you think there's stuff on there like papers when they're reading the paper? Like look left. Yeah. Like maybe it says look left. Like camera one. My favorite is, do you ever, when Jon Stewart used to The Daily Show, he would just doodle on it. And like, you could watch it and see his drawings. So this is Calvin Evans. He's a stand-up comedian in Chicago, amongst other things. Uh, why don't you tell him a little about yourself for just a quick, give, give us a quick uh, segment of who you are in a couple of sentences. I'm, I'm just, I'm an entertainer. That's it. He's an entertainer. I act, uh, I, I graduated from Second City. Uh, I travel doing stand-up. Um, been on a few TV shows. Um, and I'm doing a podcast now. Nice. He's an entertainer, guys. Give it up for Calvin for being here. So one thing I do want to talk to you about, and I don't know enough about this, and I want to know more, okay. but I know you do something where it's like my high shy or me high shy. What, how do you say it? Uh, we, when we first created it, it was, it was uh, my high shy, uh -huh. M-I-H-I-C-H-I. -I. Yeah. And then people were like, Mahichi. 
Okay, nice. It's, uh, it's uh, me and my comedy partner. His name is Michael Isaac. Um, we um, we came up with it um, because a lot of times in entertainment, people they leave, they come, they start off in Chicago, or they, they figure they gotta go to the coast to be successful. But our goal is to make it here in Chicago. So that's why. Um, nice. Called making it happen in Chicago. I've seen you guys before. You guys are awesome, uh, Isaac and Evans. Thank you. Yeah, they're at Zany's all the time. You can check them out. They are a comedy duo. First, first all black stand-up comedy duo. First all-black stand-up comedy duo. You guys have to clap for that. And the thing is, when we say that, it's always like some reservation, because people mind be like, first all-black stand-up comedy duo? And so we say, okay, you may, you may have heard of Lucas Brothers. Lucas, sure. Heard of Lucas Brothers, comedians, they got Netflix special cartoon, but they twins. So yeah. they just one person. They just <laughs> So they were the kind of twins where it was like one sperm, and then it like split in two. Sharing yeah, because there's two types of twins. There, well, there's several, but the way like it works is, and I could be right or I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but if biology majors correct me. You either get two sperms that like get in there at like the exact same time, or you get like one sperm and it's like a little fucked up and it splits into two sperms, and that's how you get twins. Anybody know? Anybody want to correct me or? Yeah, that's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> I, li I like he said, yeah, first, yeah. <laughs> you write about me you want. Hey, you can't be a jizz expert and not know this, so come on. Well, I'm not a, I'm, so I'm not a jizz expert. <laughs> I am a fan of the word jism. Now, they came in late. They came in late, so all they heard is that you're a jizz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a jizz expert. If you came in early, you would have heard me telling everybody that I'm not an expert on anything and whatever I say is probably totally incorrect. And I, w I w hope you guys call me out on it and tell me I'm wrong, because that's fun for me. And I like to be corrected, now I know. So tell me how it works, man. You have two eggs or two sperms? Oh, you can have two eggs. Two eggs could drop at the same time? Two eggs and two sperms, or you have one egg that split and became two. So it's the egg that splits, not the sperm? The sperm don't split. But the eggs could split? <laughs> the eggs could split, yes. So it's, it's kind of like what you said, you just wrong on what's split. Yeah, so the lady, the lady parts are splitting. Or one egg that split two. Okay. Is that my toasters? <laughs> uh, That's the only thing I remember. A little different. Okay. But yeah. What, what is my toaster? We don't have to go into the biology. It's going to get real boring real fast. So the mitochondria. Those are the words I remember. Yeah. My toasters and mitochondria. I just remember my toasters. This is the separation of keywords, man. <laughs> my knowledge of science and like biology stops from my eighth grade science class. Okay. Everything beyond that is a mystery to me, but I do know the plant cell wall is a, pen a penetrable membrane and the animal cell wall is not. Am I right? Yeah, I don't know even, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? He just knows shit. Like, how did he actually know? Biology major, right? Yeah. Yeah, knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew it. He's an eighth grade science teacher. It's funny. So, so Mahichi, yeah. staying in Chicago. So no, nobody's really doing that right now. Because I know too, everybody like does their time in Chicago, cuts their teeth, gets good, makes some connections, and goes New York or L.A. Right. Maybe even Atlanta. I don't know. If Atlanta's like Chicago too, but like same kind of deal. Yeah. So, are you like one of the only ones doing that right now? Uh, I think I'm the only one holding firm to it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's some people that are here that just don't have opportunities on other places. And then it's also people just like, oh, 
I've outgrown Chicago, so they feel like a, a big fish in a small pond. So they say, all right, let me get out of here. Um, I, I honestly don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere that with, with my hand out. Okay. So I'll, I'll fly to New York. I'll fly to LA once a month for a week at a time if I have to. Yeah. I'm not going out there being poor in a new city. You don't want to be. You don't want to start at ground zero again and have to do your thing again. I mean, you. I feel like you. You will start ground. Whether whether you establish or not, it's, you, it's going to be a, a, a learning curve to get right. Get the groove on, but. I just saying, I ain't for that. Nice, I like that. Because I, I wish there was, it's starting to come here a little bit. I wish there was more industry in Chicago. Like now we got Shameless, we have Empire, and we have all the Chicago shows. I don't even know what there's like Chicago MD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Maybe. Police. Oh. Yeah, it's getting dumb actually. They need to get some new shows in there. <laughs> does, in this, does anybody here watch any of those Chicago shows? I don't, I've never met one person who watches them. I was on Chicago PD. Oh, okay. Well, Chicago PD. <laughs> Big fan of Chicago PD, so, by the way. That's the one I like. Every show that I saw, I did. I was on Shameless. Nice. Chicago PD. I haven't done Empire. Okay. Uh, they had a show on Fox called APB. So all the stuff that I remember they, APB. That they shot in here in Chicago. I was able to, to get a pretty decent role on it. But nice. With, with the Chicago shows, once you are a character in one episode, you can't do any other show. Right. Exactly. Because now it's such a small network. It's not like you could just. They know you from Shameless now. Or they know you from Empire. Well, no, because all the Chicago shows in a, in a woven, so all that they exist in the same world. So I can't be like a guy in here, and then I pop up. They're like, hey, that's the same guy. Because it's all Fox, pretty much in Chicago. Well, no, the the writer show was made so that they they the characters can go from show to show. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I don't watch. It. I don't know enough about it. But I, Shameless, I would think, is a different one. Shameless, Shameless was different. Like that was that was like they shoot they shoot Shameless uh, some in Chicago and some in LA in the, on the studio. Okay. So they they get all these Chicago shots. They get you know Chicago people uh, like. To, to work the show, but all the main stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because so yeah. the Shameless, if you live in Chicago, you know their commutes and their, like, where they're going is just so out of whack. Mm -hmm. She's over by the Riviera Theater, and then she, like, walks for five minutes, and all of a sudden she's, like, on the south side of Chicago. Right. Like, it makes no, if you, if you know Chicago, it makes no sense. But I love Shameless. What season of Shameless were you on? Uh, season eight, no, I'm sorry, season six, episode eight. Season six, episode eight. Yeah. Nice. Um, you guys, uh, let, well, let's let's do some. Uh, let's keep talking now that we got Calvin here. Anything else you want to plug real quick? Oh, um, uh, Mahichi presents. So making it happen in Chicago. We're actually filming uh, my comedy part. He's filming a half hour. I'm sorry, he's filming an hour at the Harris Theater in Millennium Park. Oh, nice. And then we're filming a, a 30 minute special uh, with the, the comedy duo Isaac and Evans. Okay, yeah, nice. That's going to be um, November 3rd. Is that a thing you want like to, people to buy tickets for, or you just want yeah, them to know to watch it? I mean, I don't know if y'all got anything going on, but please support Chicago. How do they find you? Will they use the hashtag Mahichi? Uh, Mahichi.com. Mahichi.com. Well, you can probably Google Calvin Evans, too, and it'll probably take you there. Do you ever Google yourself? Every once in a while. So, <laughs> so, I, so I'm engaged, and my fiance always calls me a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But then I also Google myself like at least once a week. So she might be a little bit right. What do you look for when you Google yourself? Because I wonder if it's the same thing I do. I, I mostly look for like write-ups. Write-ups? Like just in case, like just write-ups and terrible pictures sometimes. That's the one I look for. Terrible pictures and really negative things that I probably didn't say or I said it and I have no memory of because I was drunk. And I don't want that out there. And I mean, I, I, comedy is so subjective. So sometimes you may say something in, in, on stage and people just take it it triggers them in a way where yeah. it's, like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, it can't be funny and no, 
no shape, form, or fashion. And I think that's so dumb. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I think comedy should be a place where you could joke about anything. Anything in a joke context can be seen as, like, okay. And I think it's pretty clear when people mean it in a not joke context, because you can almost see it in their eyes and see it in their face. They have like a hatred in their eye, or like they're a little bit too passionate about whatever they're talking about. It's like whatever it is, and I don't like that people often get scrutinized for like trying out a joke or like saying one thing. Obviously, you can cross the line. I'm not saying you can't cross the line. I'm just saying people need to relax when it comes to people trying out jokes or doing jokes because. I also a little bit think they're supposed to offend some people. I feel like, well, my, my opinion on that is if, as a comedian, if I say something that may be against popular belief, yeah. I'm going I'm to justify it in some way. Whether you yes. do it or not, I'm not saying it for nothing. Right. For no reason. And I think that's like, for example, like Tracy Morgan, when he, he said something like years ago, he was like, fuck faggots. So he, he said something in it. And, yeah. But he was just saying it to say it. Yeah. And he got in trouble for it because he... It, when you when you question about it, it's just like, oh uh, well, I was just, just improvising. I thought it'd be a funny thing to say. I just thought it'd be a funny thing. To Probably say. was funny if you watched him say it, but I can see why people will get angry. Yeah, but I mean, you don't say nothing for nothing. Like it's, it's a platform where it's just like we all live in the same world. We all right. live in the same thing. We see things. We may not always agree with it, but if I do say something, it's going to be for a reason. I'll, I'll I'll try my best within comedy to justify it so that it's funny on the back. Right. Or if it's uncomfortable at the beginning, you'll spin it to like show that you know what you're talking about or that you're not you're not an asshole yeah. yeah all right so what do you guys want to talk about while we're while we're up here since i didn't see the show uh, calvin do you mind repeating at least one of your lines from the show that <laughs> with a dramatic camera one <laughs> <laughs> what, what show uh all of them shameless shameless, shameless. 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 Uh, what so, i'm saying shameless yeah, so what was your line? What, what kind of role was it? Yeah, well, you got to set it up for us. Okay, so uh, Frank Frank took over selling drugs for, what's the youngest son's name? Carl. Carl. So Carl was selling drugs. I love and, Carl. And Frank, Frank was like, all right, I'll take over. He's like, I'm out of the game. When he saw the, the kid, he killed, uh, somebody got killed. Frank was like, I'm done. I mean, Carl was like, I'm done with this. So Frank was going to meet up with a drug dealer. So I was like one of the corner boys on a on the as he was walking up to the car? Yeah. Oh my God, I remember you in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So you mean you, you were like a thug, or what, what were you? I mean, most, most of my roles are thugs. I'm, I'm mostly cast as thugs. Okay. Do you find so, it racist? Do I find it racist? Uh, no, because I feel like... Don't lie, though. I'm not lying. <laughs> no, because this is this how, this how in, in the industry, in the industry of, of entertainment, who I, who I see myself as and what people write, do I fit the, fit the description of that? So, let's say you may be like a, a loser boyfriend. Nice, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Like I'm saying, like, I'm looking at you like, okay, you could, you could I'm be a loser boyfriend, yeah. I'm I, like I'm a drunk and like I'll get mad because I didn't like the Jets didn't beat the over and like I'll do something crazy. Or the guy in the bar or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not. It's yeah. Not I see myself. Man. I'm a day drinker. You find me in the bar at, like 2 p.m. <laughs> saying shit to people. I'm just mad. Well, go on, go on. Yeah. So no, I, I don't see it as racist, but I, I do see it as a. It's like it's one of those things where if I, if that's what casting director see me as, I have to kill all the roles that I get sure. and, and just just work my way out of it. You know, until, you know, I can meet a right. fucking black neighbor or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The black what? What did you say? The black neighbor. Talking oh, the black, black neighbor. neighbor. Like, hey, what's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> but, and and that's, that's the, the thing where it's just like, do I, 
do I say no? It's some roles where I like, like trying to think it was like a role on Empire, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that because it's it's not even, it's not worth the two lines that I'm just getting that I would waste the opportunity to be on Empire. Do I care about the show Empire? Not really, but it's like you got you have to take these things create create acting real yeah. until somebody says, Oh man, I see you beyond. Uh, so back to the scene, uh, Frank walks up to the cop like, hey, hold up, hold up, old man. What's going on? And he's like, uh, I'm here to see Frank about the neighborhood front. So I knock on the glass. I'm like, hey, some old motherfucker here to see. And then he like, send him in. And then Frank walks, he gets ready to walk to the cop. Like, slow down. I pat him down. He's like, oh, I don't believe in guns. And I lift my shirt up. And I got two guns <laughs> on my belt. And I was like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, he, he the cop. So that was, that was my... I remember that that was before Carl went to juvie and he was like he he couldn't he lost the money or something or Frank wanted the money. Yeah. Yeah. Do you even know? Do you like do you watch the show? Do you, do you have like a context of what you did or you just did your part? Uh, at that at that point when I, when I filmed it, yeah, I just did my part. I right, because it hasn't come out yet. I didn't know anything about the show at all. Okay. Like I had maybe maybe in my mind seen advertisements for it, but I had uh, did a weekend in, in a, at a comedy club in Ohio, so I had like Wednesday through Sunday to sit in the hotel. And I just binge watched all okay. five episodes, all five seasons. And I'm like, this is a really good show. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really good show. It's really addicting. Yeah, and, and people were like, well, I, they was like, they was like, oh, you, I saw you filming something. I was like, oh, I did some some, some show called Shane. They was like, shut you on Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, why is everybody so excited about the show? But now it's a really popular show, man. It's like one of like probably Showtime's like best show. Yeah. I it's also one, what? The There's a British Shameless. Every show that's good was a British show first. The Office, Shane, it's crazy. I had no idea. So I'm like learning about them as they happen. But the, you know what? You know what I hate about it is whenever I try and watch the British show, I hate it. And I don't even. I don't like the British Office because it's not for me. I don't get the jokes. Half the time I can't understand them. And when I watch The Office here, I like it. Well, I can't, I can't understand it. That's not my fault. I don't hang out with British people. Not because I don't like them. I don't know any British people. I would love to hang out with British people. But yeah, it's, it's not for me. I wish I could appreciate it like that. But I, that's another thing I noticed. I feel like everything that's coming out today, and maybe this is true forever, and I just don't know, is a replica or a remake or yeah. a copy. Is that a new, do you think that's a new thing or you think that's always been going on? No, no, I think, it, I mean, it's easy to, it's just a, how can I retell the same story in a, in a different way with a different group of people. Yeah, you think it's like that because it's like a proven concept and they know they're gonna make money or they're pretty sure they're gonna make money? It's easier sell? I feel like the like the, the tropes that you see in movies are like, people feel comfortable knowing, okay, I know what they expect when I go see this. Yeah. And then if you, if, when, it, when it's a twist, it's like, oh shit, that was an amazing movie. So not for me, but for the biology major over here, what's a trope? <laughs> oh, a trope is like the, the, the like kind of like the things that always happen in movies. Oh, like guy, the things guy, that call back, yeah. Guy loses girl, guy gets girl. Okay, the cliches. Like, yeah, like that stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay, interesting. Because I've been like they remake everything. I think they need to stop remaking Spider-Man for a while. Can we can we just take a break from all the movies that keep getting remade, and then like in five years I'll go cool. Let's make another one. I had a conversation with somebody about. Well, I'm not really big on like the comic book movies. Sure. I like I like to watch them, but I'm not big in the comic book. Yeah. Movie. But is it any comic book fan there? Anybody know? But I think I think um, uh, the Spider-Man movie is owned by Fox or something like that. Oh, okay. Sony. So, so one one of the movies, one of the movie, uh, one of the production companies, they own the rights to it. Yeah. So that's why it's not congruent with the X-Men movies because they kind of do their oh, own. Oh, so somebody already owns it, and they're just like, we're gonna make some more money, and let's keep remaking these. Oh, that's interesting. So I. Hmm. 
What were you gonna say? You gonna say something out there? Nothing? I'm gonna get an accent again. Me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are we gonna We can, whatever you wanna talk about it. <laughs> just, just say some shit. What, where are you from? Russia. Russia. Uh-huh. What kind of vodka do you like? Uh, Iceland one. We just had a conversation about that. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had, what's that Russian vodka that all the. Russian, Russian standard. Yes. That's the worst shit. Oh, it's the, every time I go to a party with Russians, they always pull out the Russian standard. You drink? I don't like it. Russians don't make good vodka. It's like a misconception. They think because we drink vodka, we're supposed to make good vodka, but that's not even true. Jay-Z <laughs> makes good vodka. You, had, you like Ciroc? You know, Ciroc is good. You don't make good chicken? Good. Who? Black people. Yeah. <laughs> you know who likes chicken? Black people. I think everybody likes chicken. I love chicken. Have you ever met somebody who doesn't like chicken? Yeah, that would be crazy. Vegans? Vegans, yeah. Any vegans in here? Yeah, that's right. They still like it. They just don't want it. I don't understand veganism because, like, you, there's always they always like show you some video like, look at this guy. He's like 78 years old, but he looks 52, and it's like, yeah, he like lives in the mountains and doesn't do anything but eat beans all day, like. You can't have that. I don't think you can have that lifestyle. And I don't think it's so bad to eat a chicken. I think it's fine. I think, chi I think all foods are fine for you. Well, have you ever tried to kill a chicken? I have killed a chicken, actually. You can't defend itself. Chicken can't defend itself. You can't fight back. You gotta die. No, I'm just <laughs> So we're, we're getting close to the end. Um, up to you. I don't know. Did you get my message earlier? Yeah, but it was like, it let, you left a word out, so I, I didn't understand. Oh, yes or no? I didn't understand the message. Oh. It was a word missing. Did I left the word out? Yeah, so it was like. Uh, probably it was a very crucial word. It was like, how about, it was like, how about, I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if you guys can decipher it. Facebook, man. Facebook's autocorrect is worse than the Apple autocorrect. What's it say? It says. You cool to five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> just want to prep you. And I was just like, I don't know what, you cool to five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I get why that doesn't make any sense. I was wondering if you wanted to do five minutes or not, or we could talk, I don't know, it's up to you. I can do five minutes. Do five minutes, give, give them a sample, show the people out there in video world, and uh, at the end maybe plug your, uh, your show you're doing. Let me get you a microphone. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this like it's a comedy show. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, leave, and I'm gonna call you back up. We're gonna you get never a. Never saw me. Don't yeah. Me. Can I get a little music? Check. And and the and the mic. It's just kind of short. A little bit of money. We got a really special guest here, man. Uh, he's really funny. You can check him out online. He's uh, doing a couple specials coming up. Uh, look up Mihichi, M-I-H-I-C-H-I. Start clapping now, guys. Start clapping for Kelvin Evans. It sounds super 
you gotta watch on their marketing. Since we all see this commercial, right? They got two people blindfolded in the space in them. And they're like, oh my god, it's all like fruits and berries. It's springtime, where are we? And then they take the blindfold off, and there's two dead bodies laying in front of them, right? There's flies and shit coming off the body. But they saw it now with the Febreze. They're like, oh my god, Febreze, how did y'all do this? It's so amazing. Never in my life have I ever took a shit in my house, sprayed Febreze. Had somebody come over and be like, hey! This smells like fresh linen in here. Anytime I shit in my house and spray Febreze, my friends be like, hey! Did you shit and try to cover it up with some Febreze? Because it smells like shit and linen in here. It smells like shitty linen, actually. Don't, don't mix the two, it don't work. I've been traveling a lot lately. I want to go see my sister. She attends the University of Mizzou. And uh, I want to go down and you know, see how she's doing. I didn't want to drive. It's like five hours from here to like Columbus. So I was like, let me find a flight. Went on Priceline, I found a flight for 100 bucks. I'm like, this is a damn good deal. Until I printed out my itinerary, and it said, it said Air Choice One. Anybody ever heard of Air Choice One? No. Yeah, me neither. That shit sounds like some fake Nike, don't it? <laughs> so I get to the airport. Yeah, no, no, that shit was after. So I, I, I walk, I get to the airport, I ask Leslie, excuse me, could you tell me what Air Choice One is? And she pointed, she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, just just keep walking so you can't walk no more. <laughs> and I knew I fucked up when I passed Spirit. <laughs> yeah, people with Spirit was looking at me like, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, we don't even fuck with them, that's too far down, right? And I hate Spirit. I hate I hate I hate Spirit with passion. Spirit would sell you a thirty dollar ticket by the time you done paying for that shit, you got like four hundred dollars, right? <laughs> One time I was on a spirit flight and we were doing a safety belt check and I was like, hey, um, excuse me, I don't, I have no seatbelt. He's like, yeah, you ain't paid for that shit. So lock arms with the people in the world. I get to the kiosk at Air Choice for one, and uh, usually you get to a kiosk at the airport, somebody like standing there, a person take it out, they're gonna take your bag. I got to that kiosk, and there was a sign and a bell that said, ring the bell for service, right? I'm not making this shit up. I ring the bell, lady comes out, I say, hey, can I, I'm going to St. Louis. She was like, St. Louis? She stabbed my hand. I was like, nah, you don't want to give me no ticket? She's like, nah, get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> I get the TSA, and I'm saying, is TSA like a one night stand? So you get the TSA, they start talking real smooth to you, they're like, yeah, take them shoes off. Yeah, yeah take them belt off too, you don't need that belt. Then they change out your pocket. I'm about to scan your body. And then when it's over, you holding all your clothes, they're like, get the fuck out of here. You're like, what? Get your shit and get the fuck out of here. You're like, damn, I thought, I thought we had something. What's this? And get to my terminal. Usually get to a terminal as people sitting down and wait for the, the, the airplane in the jetway. I got to my terminal. It was a brick wall for the door and a line of people standing behind me. And the lady with the clipboard, she's like, Calvin, Calvin Evans? I was like, yeah, that's me. She was like, we almost left you. I get in line, we go down, we go through this door, we go down two flights of stairs, and we end up on the tarmac. No bullshit. Now I'm excited because in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, I found some secret Priceline Prime Jet shit. Like, that they, they give out every million customer, they give you like a free short flight somewhere, right? On a private jet. And uh, I was wrong. <laughs> because we start walking to the toilet the plane, and the only way I can describe this plane is this was the plane the Wright brothers were like, I think we figured out airplanes. Like, I think. It was one of the planes with the propeller on the front of it. You gotta start it with your hand. Ah! Everybody was looking around like, what the fuck did we pay for? This one chick was like, I gotta call my dad. She walked away and never came back. So we get on this plane, small ass plane. 
10 seats, first two seats, captain, co-pilot, four seats, two rows going back. And I'm sitting on this plane, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I've never had a terrorist thought in my mind. But I think I can take this plane. Like, that's how small, that's how small the plane was. Like, I, I, I can take this motherfucker if I wanted to. Just hit people in the head with my shoe, I can take this. This plane started driving down the runway for like 10 minutes. No, boy, it's just driving down the runway. Big ass runway, small ass plane. I mean, we just... It's fucking commercial flight. <laughs> shit shaking. So the plane started going up slowly, shaking and shit, and they like nervous. Now usually when you get on a commercial flight, you get above the clouds, you feel like you're in heaven. This plane got up just high enough and flew along the expressway all the way to St. Louis. Like just 55. We just flew along 55 all the way to St. Louis. It was like Air Man bus. That's what it felt like. Got off that plane, just hug. I was just hugging people. <laughs> what do we do? Man, God, yeah. uh, um, I do all. Um, I adopted a kitten from the Humane Society. Uh, Let's ground. If y'all ever seen that. Um, the way they get you at the Humane Society, they put the puppies and the kittens out in the window and let them play around. You walk by, you're like, oh man, I think I'm gonna rescue some shit. Like, I feel like being a hero today. And then you go inside, and you don't realize that those animals just display on them. And then they take you down the hallway, they show you retired cop dogs, fucking two-time offenders, the strays, and shit like that. And you don't get to play with them animals, you gotta talk to them through bulletproof glass and the telephone and shit. They got their paw on the glass, like, take me home with you, please. No, I'm gonna make it through the night. How many people like dogs? Where my dog people at? Dog people. What do cat people like? Cat people? Cat people. cool. I asked that question one time. I was like, what do cat people just do? Boo cats. I was like, man, why you boo cats? He was like, they sneaky. Like, cat, cats ain't sneaky. I've never in my life left my wallet around a cat, came back, and $20 was just missing out my wallet. What the fuck is my money, cat? I think more people like dogs sometimes because dogs, they make you feel love. You come home, they see you all day. Tail wagons, like you're close to you, don't know they bark at them. The cats different. Cats want you to want them, but they don't need you to want them. If you don't understand cats, you will never understand Kanye West. It is the most complex, <laughs> complex thing in the world. I saw this. I saw this blind dude walking down the street. You know, seeing that dog. And I got to think to myself. I'm like, man, how that dog know where you going? You ever think about that shit? Like dudes just like all over the wall where his dog was like, alright, come on, I got you. I'm your best friend, trust me, I know you're safe. My dog didn't work in the neighborhood. How the fuck did dog know you're You guys are be great. I'm Kyle Lennon. Thank you.